out for a couple of weeks, man. I thought you meant then, just like, oh, I've been out. As if to say, like, oh, yeah, two weeks have gone past and I've just been, like, no, out. I've just been out. It's been out. Isn't that great? It's like when you're a kid, isn't it? You ask your parents, or you get in, your parents ask where you've been, you're like, I've been out. (laughs) Then they get mad. They get mad at you for it, and it's only years later you think, that probably was really annoying. Yeah. It was really annoying. Like, so where you been, son? Out. Who with? My mates. Doing what? when I was, like, late teenager where it'd be i've been gone for four days without basically any contact other than i'm fine and it's like well where have you been i was just out yeah out and about who with you know my mates (laughs) doing what this and that it's like no and then as you get older you realize that's if you're in but yeah um we're back after a a brief hiatus it's it'd be nice if the hiatus was for you know a nice reason Mm, or just yeah, a fun reason, be. but it wasn't, was it, Because You were unfortunately um, uh, convalescing for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, just, you know, the casual snake bite to the eye. It's is that, right, is it's that what we're going with? We're going That's with snake what bite. we're just running with now. We're, going with, we're running with snake bite to the eye, yes. But we're back now, and what episode are we on? Uh, it's 88 today. 88, kid hell. Yeah. It'd have been more fun if it was a fun number, but it's not. It's just 88. It's a boring uh, number. Or what's the fat, bingo term for I that? I think it's two fat ladies. Two fat ladies, there two, we go. We're two, fat la- on two fat ladies. It's two fat ladies, 88, and then 22 sitting ducks. Because they're like little uh, duckies. Okay. But yeah, man, like, I guess we'll start with you, because you're the one who's had just an absolute mare for the last couple of days. Yeah. And if, so... you, if you don't want to get into it, that's fair enough. We could just say that, you know, you've been away because you, were, uh, you weren't feeling very well. Well, yeah, all it was was I had, like, emergency surgery that was not actually, like... It's weird to say. That's it's the most not anything life endangering, but at the same sir. time, it was an infection, so it needed to be sorted out straight away. But that's the most British thing I think I've heard you say. Of well, it's nothing much. It was just some emergency surgery. <laughs> it's so casual the approach. Like, yeah, I just had a little bit of surgery. Just a little bit of emergency surgery, guys. That's it's what, okay. It's great being British, isn't it? But you like uh, just you, you've not been well, and uh, just the no, fact I, that you it, just, it was it was all yeah. right. Got a week it, off. It was a bit shit. Um, and then, like, you know, a week later, Jenna had planned surgery. Um, so then we were both out of it and just relying on, like, friends and family to just help out a little bit. And, yeah, it's all been a bit of a mare. Yeah, but her planned surgery was for a more serious thing than your emergency surgery. Yeah. <laughs> it's very it's, weird. It's, it's weird, isn't it? Like, you can book in to have very serious surgery and walk around just with the thing that needs to be surgically operated on, it's like, it's fine, but it's also mm-hmm. not because you need to have surgery. Yeah. It's, um, it's all weird the way that it works, but, you know, it's one of those of just, like, I guess when you, you're you in that kind of surgery where it's, like, planned, it's like, yeah, you go on the wait list, but when it's me, it's like, no, you have to go to A&E and someone will sort you right fucking out. Yeah, the, do- the doctor just comes out and he's got the knife. He's, he's just <laughs> he got the scalpel. He's just there. <laughs> just like, the general anaesthetic is That's just already in you. You didn't know. I'm going to carve you up like a turkey. It's right here in the operating room. Right here in A&A. So, yeah, a uh, couple of, like... That's the thing is, like, I had an extra week off than I planned to have because I planned to have a week off to look after Jenna and do a bit she, of streaming yeah. and a bit of working while she was out of it. Mm-hmm. But instead, I was the one who was out of it as well and I couldn't do any fucking work, so I've missed out on, like, two weeks. I just imagine you both lying down, crawling to make the other one a cup of tea. <laughs> like, no! He's like, no, I've got to look after you. Yeah. Like, do you only go out with someone, you try and pay for a drink, and they it's won't like let you. That, but 
just battling over who can help each other out around the house. Like when you go out for a meal with one of your parents and you try and pay for it, and they're like, no, 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 it's me, it's me, it's me. It's like, no, I've got a job now. I can do it. I can yeah. do it. Like but, that. Like, I always have that, that to and fro with my dad of like, oh, yeah, but like, you know, I've got a job now. I want to pay for your meal. But now he's like, yeah, but I don't have to pay for three kids anymore. So I've got way more expendable money than I used to have. So I want to pay for your meal. So, okay, okay. Just one of those things, isn't it? Well, I'm glad you are feeling better. Yeah, I am, uh, for the most part, and, like, uh, still struggling to, you know, stay at my desk for, like, a whole day, a little bit low energy still, but for the most part, like, on the road to recovery, I can, can, you know, do a couple of hours of streaming here and there, so I'm, I'm all good now, for the most part. Um, but, yeah, like, I guess, hello to everyone in, in my chat and stuff. Obviously, we won't refer to it too much because uh, we are podcasting, but thank you, everyone, for joining live, and... Um, how have you been, Carl? Uh, well, I've just been wandering around my house, just lonely. Oh, yeah. Because uh, yeah. my girlfriend left for a month or so, and mm-hmm. I was expecting, when oh, when she left, oh, well, I can just record a bunch of Lucas. I can get really far ahead on my streaming and my editing and all that stuff, and just pretty much the day she left, got a message of you, I'm in surgery. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, and we're taking a break from filming as well. So it's like, oh, so we're not mm-hmm. filming anything, I'm not streaming anything. I've not recorded anything to edit because Lucas isn't very well because I got ahead on everything in anticipation of just recording a bunch in a row. Exactly, yeah. I don't know what to do with myself. So I've just been wandering around my house doing that thing where it's like, just looking around and I was like, oh, I guess I'll clean up a little bit. So I like cleaned up my house. But then I went, but then I have nothing to do on Sunday because <laughs> I plan to clean on Sunday. <laughs> and it makes it sound um, uh, like my life is really, it's just more that. Everyone else I know, about like you and Nisha and stuff like that, like they all work nine five jobs. So during the day, I don't really have that much to do, and um, I made it a goal for myself not to get too much into work because I'm supposed to be taking a break from work um, briefly. So even though I said I wanted to edit and stuff, I want to do like a little bit of work each day, mm-hmm. so that I can like you know, keep my mind stimulated. But I'm avoiding like just anything that's overly strenuous or mentally taxing, like you know, filming for four and a half hours like we sometimes do. Yeah, fair, yeah. So I was hoping to get like a little bit of work, like an hour here, an hour there, and then spend stuff doing like the more the more lax, the daisical stuff, like just editing, because that's mm-hmm. just like just busy work that I need to do anyway. But yeah, none of that. So I've been sat, not not doing very much. Um, try to play like through some video games that I wanted to play through, but then got really bored of them. Because Any all standouts of... that you want to talk about? Well, no, it's because my PlayStation, uh, the PS4, the controller dies after like three hours. Yeah. And is that annoying thing? I've only got a cable that's like, what, a foot long? I think it's the only one I could find that fits my PS4 controller. So it's that thing of like, I thought, oh, I'll play through Last of Us 2 again. I want to sit down and have a really like big just gaming session. I'll sit down like, you know, at like five o'clock, I've done all my stuff, all my writing, all my cleaning, all stuff. I'll go to the gym, I'll go for a run, sit down and play that. Three hours in, it's like, charge your controller. <laughs> I guess I'll take a two-hour break, but this is what I was doing to take a break from, so I don't know what to do with that two hours. It's like, oh, God damn it. Uh, You've got to take be- your break from having a break. Yeah, I've said it before, but watching me try and relax is one of the most stressful things you'll ever see. <laughs> I'm so bad at relaxing. I have to force myself. And even on days when I'm relaxing, I still work. Hmm. Yeah, I am. Uh, I, I, that thing is that I don't have a problem relaxing as such, but then I... Because I had surgery, like I had a kind of similar issue of like I could game, but only for like a couple of hours at a time before I'd started feeling like tired or in pain, mm-hmm. and just had to kind of lie down. 
Do you play Last of Us two a bit then as well? Just emotional no, pain. I, to be fair, I didn't. But like, um, I just yeah, it was one of those of like, well, I've got time off, and I want to play some games. But all I need to do right now is lie down on the sofa and try and feel better. And it's like I don't want to do that. I want to like enjoy my time off, but I couldn't enjoy my time off. And then there was like a heat wave, and like because my wounds healing, I couldn't just get in the shower constantly, like to try and cool myself down. Yeah, that's what I was just like. like just yeah, not. That's what I'm like. Where it's um, uh, I thought to myself, well, I could just sit down and write a bunch of articles, but then I thought, no, because then I'm doing the opposite of what I said. I'm supposed to be making myself. I'm supposed to be re-energizing on a mental level to get better, for mm-hmm. fitter. And just in a healthier place, like mentally, for when we all get back to the office. Yeah. So I'm sitting there looking at my laptop going, maybe I'll do a little bit of it. I like, no, watch TV instead. And I'll put it on TV. I'm like, well, I don't know what I want to watch. And then I'll scroll for like half an hour. And I think, well, while I'm scrolling, maybe I'll do a little bit of it. It's like, no, don't no, write. Or like, well, maybe I'll go for like, you know, I'll just do exercise while I'm sat here. And I've got like my weights out and I start doing them. I'm like, no, et- stop doing that. You're supposed to be relaxing. <laughs> I'm going to be awful when I retire. I'm going to be the worst. I like my dad. Mm. my dad is fucking hopeless when he tries to relax like he just stands up every five minutes and walk, does a loop around the house looking for stuff to do <laughs> like he walks around with just like a cloth wiping stuff it's like, st- like when I'm there it's like dad everything's clean because oh, no, I saw a fingerprint while I'm here like you'll be watching TV at like half nine at night and he'll come through at Uber because he spotted a crisp on it's like fuck's sake <laughs> I, 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 no word of a lie I once woke up to the sound of like what I thought was a um, uh, a lawnmower. Because I could just hear it sound mm. outside. I'm like, is Dad mowing the lawn? I thought, we haven't got a lawnmower. And I looked outside and he was hoovering the lawn. <laughs> because um, uh, my mum smoked and she'd put a cigarette butts out on the lawn. So he went out with a hoover to hoover the lawn. It's like, fucking hell, Dad. Like, about seven o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, hoovering the lawn. People must oh, have thought cool. he was insane. Yeah, like you can tell, um, Jen or I have both been like out of it the last couple of like weeks or days or whatever. Because the other day I just walked downstairs and like, you're right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jenna's just like lying on the sofa looking at her phone. It's like, did you know that you can get Roomba lawnmowers? <laughs> and it's like you can get automatic lawnmowers that just go up and down your grass. And Please, all. I want to get one of them and put it on shag carpeting to see what happens. Because like, that's the thing. If you don't realise that the Roomba you've got is a lawnmower one, that just sounds like the Toe Annihilator. That's going to just fucking shred some people's toes. Well, that's a drinking game, isn't it? Like, you just... You've got to, like, have a shot every time the lawnmower Roomba attacks your toes. No, what you do is you put it on the floor when you've, and just tell everyone to keep the feet down, and that's how you keep things interesting. <laughs> just put, like, corks on the end of it, because that sounds so dangerous. Mm, like, yeah. oh, let's. A Roomba's one thing. And the thing is, Roombas themselves constantly cause issues. I have one in my house. First day I got it, it flew downstairs. <laughs> it's got a specific set on it says it will not go down the stairs, but there's a specific part of my stairs where some light shines on them and it's infrared controlled. And the infrared oh, was okay. confused by the light and thought that just the warm air was floor and just went off the edge of the stairs. Another day, my girlfriend has a hula hoop. She has like a weighted hula hoop. Mm. And that's just in the front room um, where um, in our like, little exercise area I've set aside. And we put the room on, we went out, came back in. It got stuck inside the hula hoop by knocking it over and cleaned that one circle of the floor for four hours. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. It's more effort. I remember when uh, you just sent us a message like, oh, my room got trapped. 
and it was like in that tiny little alcove yeah. on your balcony bit and it's like just I don't know how to get back I've knocked something over and I'm stuck yeah it not ironically it knocks over my hoover <laughs> because I have a hoover to get like just the do when I do a deep clean so it knocks mm. over my hoover and the, the pipe from the hoover stop the rumour from getting out so I just like to think it was just like boxing it in it's like saw its replacement and was having none of that but like yeah, and then you have all like the crazy stories online. Like the one that gets me, it just it tickles me inside. Is um, a guy just uploaded a picture onto Twitter or something of like, well, I bought a Roomba today and it ran over my puppy shit and puppy shit on the floor and it's just the entire floor. I need to find the picture because it's fucking great. Because you just look at it and you go, that's a rough day. It's like cleaning up shit off your floor is already bad enough, but then it just getting smudged. All over oh, no. <laughs> I've got the picture now. I'm going to send it to the disco. Just so you can have a look because it's so much worse than you're imagining. Because <laughs> you're imagining. <laughs> because <laughs> you imagine that it's just everywhere. But no, it's just it's just in a straight line. It looks like it's trying to draw a pentagon. Yeah, it's trying like. <laughs> It's worse because that makes it somehow worse because that means you can see how little the Roomba actually cleaned before it gave up. Yeah. So it happened in mine. It like ran over a pebble on the floor. I had a pebble stuck in one of my boots that was on the floor and it ran it over and just put like a 15-inch long gash in my floor. Oh, no. And then sometimes I'll come in and it's trapped because it gets stuck in the sun and the sun's too hot so it thinks it's trapped. <laughs> and it's like, these are the things that are supposed to make your life easy and it caused me nothing but fucking hassle and grief. Oh, God. But it does give you some content for a podcast, I suppose. It does, and I'm not sure if that's worth it or not. I don't know. It's like it slightly cleans your floor, causes a bunch of problems, and gives you something to talk about, but is that worth, like, the 200 quid you spend on it? Because that gardening one sounds terrifying, because what happens if the gardening one runs over cat shit? (laughs) Just everywhere. Just everywhere. I still remember... I, and this is probably one of the most dangerous things I ever did as a kid. It's like my dad borrowed my uncle's lawnmower and left it on the lawn. And he had it turned upside down to clean it. And my brother was pressing the thing and I was throwing apples into it. So it's like open. It's just throwing apples. Just to see what happened. And then the things that you do as a kid and you just go, <sighs> like, why was I ever left alone? That's yeah. the question. Like, Jesus Christ. So I could have lost an eyeball doing that or anything. Well, what happens if you stick your finger in there, mate? Uh, I think they, they they take fingers right off. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's all sorts of horror stories about that. There's like a, I think it was a guy who was um, a lawnmower in in flip flops. It's in like one of those it's one of those Darwin awards, and the flip flop, uh, no, the room, the lawnmower ran over his toe, ripped his toe off. He got stuck in the machinery, and as he like let go to crawl, like go down and grab his like now missing toe, then it flung out and hit him in the eye and blinded him. Oh. Do you know that is right there? That's a combo. He got nice. wombo combo by his lawnmower. <laughs> I, yeah, I was um, I bought like an electric trimmer. I think don't think I mentioned this. Like started using it, and a tiny little stone got caught and like flew into the wall and took a chunk out of the wall of the house, like the brick wall of the house. And I just yeah. went, "I'm wearing shorts right now. Let's not let's no. let's go put some other fucking jeans on." That's like, did you ever get shot with a BB gun when you were a kid? Ooh, yeah, yeah. Or like ball bearings from a, mm. um, uh, what was it now? Um, like a, a wrist rocket. Um, uh, the catapults that you used to be able to get. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember getting one of those and just well, like, I had you look a at the. slingshot as a kid and like, just, we used to just slingshot stones at each other. 
Oh, do you ever do the thing like when you get like um, big elastic bands and uh, fire stuff with them? We used to do it in school and then till someone figured out, oh, you get a paper clip and get the little bits of folded metal and fire them at people. And you just think like when you're a kid, like looking back as an adult, it's like, how am I still walking around with all my toes and my eye? There was a trend for a while in, um, I think it was like uh, in high school, in like one of my maths class, maybe it was, where we all had those like rulers that said they were unshatterable. So <laughs> we all decided to take it to our wrist and just keep hitting ourselves until it broke. Like, can and I then, shatter it? Yeah. It's like, can I shatter the unshatterable ruler? And the answer is, it doesn't shatter. You just have to hit your arm really hard and it will break into like a couple of pieces. It won't shatter. It's um, it's like similar to you know, glass where it's like oh, like glass safety it, glass, like yeah, safety glass. It's like well, it won't it won't shatter, but it will break. It'll break into like you no know, safe pieces that are not mm-hmm. like gonna injure anyone. And the thing is, you can be injured with them. I can't tell you how many times during high school I saw someone get like injured by a piece of um, uh, writing, um, stationery. Like I remember when some guy oh, yeah. brought in a fountain pen for the first time. Like, he got a fountain pen for Christmas, and literally one of the first things he did with it was stab someone and in the back of their hand, and they had like just a big inkwell underneath their hand. And it's just like, that was the first thing he did. He got a pen and used it as a shiv. His first instinct was to use it as a weapon against like you know his fellow classmates. That's, that's a, the baby's first shiv, isn't it? The compass. <laughs> yeah. Like, you... just, it's only, like, the, the one centimetre big, but it's just, like, stabbing your friends with the compass. Like, yeah, you get them, like, through the blazer on the back, yeah. so, like, in the shoulder <laughs> blades. That was the classic one, or taking pins from, um, uh, or pins and needles from, um, uh, was it, like, home economics. Getting them and just stabbing people with them. I'm not sure what the British version's called, like, home ec. So that's how, that's how Americanized them. Like, like, stabbing we... people with them. We'd have DT, but then it was broken down to like woodwork, electronics, product design, stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, just stabbing people with that. I remember there was a guy who did that on the bus. That's all he did. He'd sit at the front of the bus, and every time someone walked past, he'd just stab them with a pin. Just every what? single day. And it got to the point, though, where just one lad just came on, and it happened to him, and he just turned around, and he lamped the guy. And I'll never forget it, because the guy, he'd do it every time, and he was a big old fucking fat knacker. Hmm. So I don't think he was very hard. And for Americans, that means like you know he was strong, tough. tough. Yeah, he just he was big. And just mm-hmm. one day he did it to this lad who just punched him, but not in the like not in the face, in the center of his forehead. And I don't know why. Presumably he'd never thrown a punch before, but he, he hit him right in the center of the forehead. But it knocked him back because he was so surprised. And then he wiped the back of his head on the bus seat. Do you know those like big metal bits on the bus seat? Yeah. Onto that. And you could hear the clank throughout the entirety of the bus. So it was just this really soft thud and then this massive clank. And then just he burst into tears and started crying. And they started tussling a little bit. And remember the bus driver just pulled up, came up, said, who started it? And everyone just pointed at the fat kid and he just threw him off the bus <laughs> like halfway down the road. And we all just drove off and we were all in the window like, ah. Oh, God. And he wasn't yeah, allowed on the bus literally, anymore. Literally, though, when you said, yeah, the kid sat at the front of the bus and just jabbed everyone with a pin, I was like, how long did it take until someone just twatted him in the face? Yeah, so he was like one of the biggest kids on the bus. No, it's a mess. And then just one day, some lad just lamps him one. Yeah. Not and he just And he just wasn't allowed on the bus, and the bus driver just got up and just dragged him off the bus. 
That's what you get for being an asshole. This is yeah. real. There were so many kids like that in school. I'm oh, so yeah. I'm so glad that I don't live in my hometown anymore. It's like the yeah, stories I hear from my brother when he goes back around to my hometown, or my dad when he like bumps into friends of mine. Mm. And it's like, oh, I bumped into an old school friend of yours. And it's like, Dad, first things first, like, they're not my friend. Acquaintance. <laughs> no, I, I know of them. Yeah. And then it's like, what are they doing? He's like, oh, I saw them in Morrison's and they've got two kids and they look really unhappy. I mean, that sounds about right. Mm. I'd be unhappy if I had two kids. Probably so. I, I, I say to my dad, you had three kids. <laughs> I, co- I constantly turn around to my parents now that I'm older and like, why the fuck did you have children? How did you put up with us? Yeah. How did you put up with a kid who thought one day it'd be really funny to throw apples at the bottom of an upturned lawnmower? <laughs> like, that was just a game I played for like a week. It was great. Well, like, I think there's a good, what, four or five year period where my, my parents just refer to me as like the angry teenager who just didn't want to socialise with anyone, just screamed at them whenever anything happened and mm-hmm. just did yeah wanted nothing to do with their lives and just lived off them ate all of their food and screamed at them anytime they wanted anything yeah it just sounds like one of my first year roommates and i was so glad to get rid of them yeah just like oh god but your parents like are early still puberty lucas just turned into a demon are they all like, all kids are dickheads oh yeah that's the one and the worst bit is like all kids think they're smarter than their parents because they all think that they know and yeah. like um have you what's the like the oldest you've seen somebody still in that um age or in that mindset unfortunately still people i know right now like the, late 20s yeah like, they never grew out of that um uh, mindset of like i'm I right about I everything know better than everybody else yeah including people giving me advice who literally know better than myself mm-hmm. that's a rough one yeah, that is rough. And not friends, but like friends. Acquaintances. Friends. Yeah, like <laughs> the people I still bump into when like, you know, obviously pre-COVID, like, you know, everyone would go to a bar and I'm like, oh, I haven't seen that person in a couple of years. And then I speak to them and go, that's why I haven't been spoken to that person in a couple of years. Now, this is why we no longer interact. Mm-hmm. It takes like a good five minutes for you to realise because at first you're still like just overwhelmed by like, you know, the nostalgia of catching up with the person. Exactly, yeah. And then it slowly oh, sinks in. what have you in. been up to? Oh, wait, oh, oh, they started talking. Oh, no. It's like, yeah. Yeah. That's the worst. Let's move on from that. Let's move on from uh, reminiscing about the past and say, look forward to the future, Lucas, because um, the UK has just opened back up. I believe. Uh, yeah, near enough, like, what, last Monday was... No, it's been, like, nine days since Freedom Monday. Yeah, like, ev- everything has um, opened back up, and I'm still not sure how I feel about it, because I went to see um, Adam, friend of the channel, because um, he had, like, a, a meet-up with his Discord or something like that, and I tagged right. along, because I was out with another friend having a drink, and I'll tell you, I was freaked the fuck out when I walked into a bar... And they just had people at the bar. I just walked uh, in and I was like, uh, "Shit, yeah, yeah." What happened to tables? We're not doing that anymore. So, but but it was so much better. <laughs> I want table service back, and it was really really freaky. So you, I'm guessing you've not been anywhere like you know, due to um, uh, being unwell. No, so no, you've got no. plans when you are. Uh, no. So far, all of our plans are just like you know having people round to houses or going to their house or something like that. Uh, we haven't actually got any plans set in place to go outside yet. 
Yeah, I don't think I have either. Like, that experience immediately soured me on it. Like, oh man, people just don't care. Yeah. Like, there are so many people just wanting to go back to exactly the way things were pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it... maybe one day, but it's not time. Like, It's not time just yet. But... Not not going immediately 100% swinging right the way back to what we were at. And I find it really funny because right now in the UK, there's a lot of people going like, look, everything's going perfectly fine since Freedom Day because cases are kept technically going down since the Euros happened and we had 80,000 people crammed into a giant stadium. It's like, yeah, yeah, no no wonder cases are down from then. Yeah. That's, that's probably been not a surprise. That's been a weird one as well. It's like, um, uh, like what was it now? A friend of mine. Uh, just, just sent me like a picture of like, oh yeah, um, I actually no, it's my girlfriend. So the, oh, I'm try, I, I've been seeing this. A friend uh, of yours. No, I've seen this convers- I've seen this screenshot a couple of times. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, she got all the way back to America. She took three COVID tests on her way there, like one the day before, one the day of her traveling, and then one at the airport, like a proper one. And um, got mm-hmm. back to America, took another COVID test, and um, before she went in to get her vaccine, so did all that, and then. Two days after she'd landed in America, got a thing on her phone, the NHS app, which she still had on her phone from being here. It said, "You need to social. You need to self isolate." <laughs> it's like I have gone across three international boundaries and taken four COVID. Like, this, and she was really worried. It's like, does this mean I, I technically wasn't allowed to travel? It's like, no, you did because you took like fucking four COVID tests mm-hmm. over the course of two days. Obviously, it's like it's just the app is so shit and so far behind it didn't realize that you traveled across an entire continent before it gave you the beep like the blip man that's bad yeah because that means that technically if somebody had covid and got allowed to travel all that way without isolating that the app just yeah it's as you say it's just a failed shitty app that it's like okay you're just letting people cross like borders before you're warning them they might have COVID now. Yeah, and what was really funny about it is because um, like her app was like freaking out because it couldn't tell where she was. Mm. So it just said at the top of the app, um, all COVID restriction, restrictions are lifted in the UK. And then below that, you need to self-isolate. And so <laughs> I couldn't think of like, if you wrote something to parody that, you couldn't make it as on the nose mm. of, of why it's such a bad idea of... You need to self-isolate because you're in trouble of like get, um, spreading the virus. Everything is open. You can do whatever you want. There are no restrictions. <laughs> it's like, but please stay at home. <sighs> so oh, she was God. really paranoid and worried about it. And I got a couple of other friends of mine who were like, why did I get this message? I've not been anywhere. And it's like, because someone probably drove past your house. Mm, it's yeah. probably that. So like I live in a flat. So I'm constantly getting pinged of like, you need to stay inside for like three days. Yeah, well, apparently like... Um... It doesn't even take into account, yeah, like things like walls. Like if our neighbours had to self-isolate, it would then ping us and be like, well, you've been in contact with those people because you're within a certain footage of them. Yeah, It keeps happening to me. I live in a block of flats, so I'm constantly getting a thing of like, you may have passed. I've not been out in three days. I've been sat inside (laughs) the entire time. It's like, no, but Carl, you're within 25 metres of someone in another flat that you do not know or see. Another okay. floor of the building. <laughs> oh, and it's just, yeah, it's uh, it's not going well for anyone. It's not, but provided that things, like, stay okay, um, that does mean that when I get my job in, like, two days, that I'll be able to go to, to the office soon. 
No, come chef. You come to the new office, which people can see. You can I see might the be new able office, to, like be in that room soon, Carl. Yes, the new office that I have had to pull all the blinds halfway down and make sure that the light from coming through is enough where people can't um, uh, gauge where we are. <laughs> I had to specifically before this podcast, like we went live, make sure that you can't tell where we are based on the windows. Yeah. Because there's fucking weirdos out there who will try, try and figure out where we are. <laughs> I want to say I got a message the other day from someone who was like, oh, I'm based in Sheffield. Um, can I come to the office? It's like, fuck off now. No. Why would I ever say yes to that? <laughs> it's like, it's one thing if it was, you know, say somebody who was a local content creator and was like, look, I enjoy your stuff. I also do this. You can check out my stuff here. Let's collaborate, blah, blah, blah. But it's not, I just want to come visit your office, mate. No. So you can come in and clean it. <laughs> if you want to come in and fucking clean it, you can do that. Uh, tips to anyone that wants to come to Carl's office, just offer to keep clean the office. There you go. Yeah. Actually, don't do that. Someone will. Yeah, someone, I know, will right? do, someone, someone will do that, then I've got to deal with it. That's like another thing that I'm going to have to deal with. People saying, can I just come to the office? But yeah, that should be fun. Like, be able to meet up and record again in person. It's weird because that's this is all happening. I, um, you know, I think opening back on us a bit of meet up in person as um, YouTube has changed the algorithm again and is causing numbers, I think, site-wide to nosedive for almost every content creator who makes similar content to us. Oh. Yeah, because like, you've seen the numbers behind the scenes of Fact Fiend, right? I have, unfortunately, yes. Uh, and they've taken like a huge, huge, big dip, and mm-hmm. uh, the same is true. I've like you know, done my due diligence and checked with um, other content creators who create similar content and have similar size channels to ours. Mm-hmm. They're all experiencing a similar kind of lull, and right. I looked into it. And the reason why is because YouTube is now trying to compete with Instagram, um, Snapchat to a degree, TikTok, um, I suppose. TikTok by the making these things and pushing these things called Shorts, and mm-hmm. Shorts are essentially TikToks or Reels based on which um, uh, social media service you happen to use. And that's a little strange to me because these shorts, as the name implies, are brief snippets of content between 10 and 30 seconds long. And Mm -hmm. it's really weird how YouTube is now pushing this content because do you remember what happened a couple of years ago? You'll have to refresh my memory. Well, they had a huge algorithm shift where people who made short-term content or short-form content were fucked over when YouTube didn't let them add ads to their content unless it was over eight minutes long. Yeah, yeah, because the push was to basically every content creator, like, make sure your videos are over eight minutes long, otherwise YouTube ain't going to push shit. Also, we're not going to let you run ads against it. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. That caused a lot of um, uh, short-form content creators to jump ship, and it led to the rise of things like Vine. And Vine... And then, like, I'm not sure we came first, Vine or Snapchat, but, like, you know, those two platforms uh, have believe Vine would birth. have been before Snapchat. And... Maybe. Like, I think Vine was more popular in terms of, like, uh, like you know, promotion-wise. Like, people got bigger on there than they did on Snapchat. People use Snapchat to create short-form content, but Vine was better at promoting it. But the, the it birthed, basically, a new genre of content that mm. YouTube did not... Um, uh, what's the word now I'm thinking of? That it did not um, cater for. Right, yeah. Um, which led to a bunch of other social media platforms desperately trying to nip at the heels of Vine, and then Vine got bought out and shut down by a venture capitalist company who just didn't want to compete with it, and then out of the ashes of Vine rose Byte, which died a death, but then TikTok came along, and now TikTok's like taking Wait, over the world. Byte? Yeah, Byte. That's how bad it was, you don't even remember it. I don't it remember made, it at all. 
it was made by the people who made Vine and they tried to make Vine again and it failed. But then TikTok came in and TikTok's too big to get bought out because it's owned by a Chinese company. Mm-hmm. And now YouTube, after telling every content creator on their platform and make short form content to go and fuck themselves and forcing them to jump ship to these other platforms that are now directly competing with their own, YouTube is now going, oh, we're not going to push any content over 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. We're all about short form content now. Um, which is kind of difficult for us as a channel that creates near exclusively um, 10 to 15 minute long videos because we were told by YouTube itself and the algorithm, this is what we want. Yeah, and I think, like, to be fair, it's more realistic now, especially with wikis, like probably 10 to 20, uh, depending Depending. on the video. But yeah, like roughly 10 to 15 to 20 minute videos because that's exactly what YouTube wanted out of the channel for almost like a decade mm-hmm. it's like youtube has consistently pushed like eight to 15 minutes maybe a bit longer it's been the content it wants and now suddenly the only thing youtube's pushing are things that are between 10 and 30 seconds long and that is a hell of a shift it is to um uh, have to deal with and accommodate and it's especially difficult for us because we've been working so hard during the lockdown that we have got i think 50 videos still in reserve that need to be edited so any changes that we'd like to make are going to be very slow. Well, um, for the longest amount of time, we've been talking about the upside of having a big backlog. And this is the downside of having that big backlog, isn't it? So. It makes it very difficult to um, react to trends like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do have plans in place to react to those, which is really difficult that YouTube is so opaque as it often is. And I've had to discover all this by just doing my own research. Yeah. It'd be nice if YouTube just sent out an email of, look, we're going to start promoting shorter form content now. We encourage you to take advantage of the new platform on like content platform we're going to give you. Um, we're going to like, be pushing this, and if you're one of the creators that gets good on it, like, you know, you could be favoured in the algorithm, but they've not told anyone that. They've just put it on and only promoted it. So you've had to just basically just guess. And that's really, really frustrating to deal with. <laughs> and um, I, will, I will talk to you because, like, I don't want to... Uh... To, to get into stuff that may or may not happen and, and mm-hmm. talk about that stuff out aside. But I did, just because I'm looking down and it looks like I'm ignoring you, just had like a little blip of an idea that I might want to discuss with you uh, about like what we could do to cater to that. Of a little idea. But I won't discuss it now because then people might get their hopes up they see it and it might not happen. And you no, just do it. Like. Get, get everyone's hope up. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. No, do it. Get everyone's Can I just read the message that you sent me then? Uh, do, do you want me to just tell you? You could just tell me, yeah, that works. Okay, Carl. Well, don't... Because you've just it's had not... an idea. Yeah, all I was going to say is um, one thing that we could potentially do yes. on the channel um, is maybe, maybe. To try and cater to this, um, like, as you say, 30-second trend on YouTube mm-hmm. is just do, like, 30-second summary or, like videos of articles of, like... Ooh. Oh, you know, say whatever video is going out today. Here's the thirty second summary. If you want to check out the full video, here's now. But just here's the title. Here's what the the quick fact is. If you want the actual discussion on the topic, if you want the tangents, go check out the full ten fifteen minute video. Yeah, and they're all things that we can like you know do when we're in person. Like, yeah, when we're in person, exactly. that's all. We can record like a bunch of them in a row. We can like record it on someone's phone. Mm-hmm. My idea is like something similar to that was. Just record stuff, get someone who stood off camera to record on their phone mm-hmm. and just 
record clips of us talking yeah on the phone then upload those as shorts of like behind the scenes and previews and things like that and i think i've got brad you and nisha just behind the scenes just go and track down clips from videos that are funny and start cutting them down to like 30 seconds or so and like start uploading those too Um, it's 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 one of those things of like obviously for the longest time you've been just like let's do things our own way but you can't ignore the algorithm because that's just asking to die off like when it's this harder turn and this harder push but it's it's happened so suddenly it's happened so suddenly and it's happened annoyingly like right at the start of us being able to get back to the office and work in person but there's like this awkward two-week gap where we can't actually physically meet and then there's this this two-month gap while we work through the backlog that we have and in that time losing all that back like going through that backlog and continuing on that downward trend means getting back up to where we like where we were before is going to be all the more difficult but i suppose like if if it is just a case of getting small quick videos out in the meantime might help um but again it won't we won't be able to swiftly just change the direction of the channel on a on a whim yeah and it's also not clear if that is what youtube's doing it's just that's my best guess because the actual downturn is so inexplicable and so sudden the only explanation is is that youtube just suddenly doesn't want to promote anything that we're putting out and Um, it is very much within youtube's um history to make a new feature and exclusively push that feature which is the they're like hashtag YouTube shorts kind of thing. Like yeah. the 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 very much portrait on your phone recorded 30 second YouTube shorts. That yeah. is their new push and YouTube will do everything in their power to push that new thing that they've got. That's what they've yeah. always done. Yeah, it's that classic YouTube thing of, of just suddenly you don't make any money now. Like they had the adpocalypse where they just suddenly told people, you can't have money on your channel. Your channel no longer earns money. We're not going to tell you why. It's the thing we've done. And they did the mid-roll ads change, which like you know, site-wide without really any warning. And the warning is that they did emails vague. sent out like vaguely, just eh, just kind of sneak that in. Yeah, but I'm like, so I'm not too fussed about like the actual change. You know, the channel still makes money. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Mo- newer videos are not getting as many views as they ordinarily would, but videos in the archives are still getting tens, actually hundreds of thousands of views every single day. So right. we still make money from that. And I just think it's quite poetic that our channel took off because YouTube randomly one day decided we want to show everybody our content and it took off. Mm-hmm. And now, I think three years, maybe four years later, uh, YouTube has done the exact opposite. And that's very, randomly that's... one day like, hey, uh, all your new videos are getting half the views they were a week ago. Yeah, it's, like, it's poetic in a way. It's like, great. And I knew it was bad when somebody, a fan, noticed that that was the case. Because when we know we have access to the analytics, yeah, that's exactly. one thing. But when a fan sent me a tweet saying, why are your videos getting half the views? It's like, we don't know. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. If it's confusing for you, the audience at home, it's doubly confusing for us because we've not changed anything. The content yeah. hasn't changed. We're still making the exact same content. It's the same length. Our analytics haven't changed in regards to um, viewing numbers. If you go back and look at older videos, you can see, oh, the numbers were fine, fine, fine. Everything was the exact same it's just youtube here stop recommending our content and we don't know why and literally i think the only video that's been like of an old kind of you know last month's numbers was low specifically low-key because we timed that with the tv show with a current trend so like it's not as if it won't work but we can't record two months in advance and keep up with a trend to release every video and we can't you can't write articles to keep up with 
current trends because that's not how facts fucking work. Do you know what we can do, though? We can sit on our phones and just record them. Yeah. Why does Luke's stream look better than yours? Someone asked. And we're in different locations. And different locations. Like, I'm not sure if you know this. They have different light. <laughs> and different lighting impacts the way that things look. Yep, yeah, and it's just one of those. Also, go and fuck yourself. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, we're literally giving people free content right now. It's like, you don't look as good. I don't That's like it. You know what? We we are trying our best. And stuff like that is one of the Like, maybe if the channel died, it wouldn't be too big a deal. <laughs> like, stuff like that. And I know I'm being very flippant in regards to that. It's because, like, you know, there's enough money in the coffers to keep making content for six months before we even have to start worrying. Mm-hmm. Like, this office is fully paid to, like, halfway through next year right yeah there are no like there are no overheads for running fact fiend except for paying you guys and there's enough mm-hmm. money to do that for six seven months and before think, and that's like, not not even taking into account the money the channel still earns because the channel still turns a profit just not as much as one yeah and it's one of those of like as you say because like the content's pretty evergreen it is just the old views keep happening on old old content like just because a, a video is four years old doesn't mean it's not a relevant fact anymore. It's still yeah. a correct fact. Yeah, no, and it's so. also that thing of as long as it exists, it'll continue to make money. Yeah, for sure. And um, it's one of those of I like. Uh, we've had conversations over the past year and a half of we know working remotely, the numbers are going to drop off. Like the energy's not going to quite be the same. Um, there's going to be a bit of a dip, and that was always foreseeable and quite easily foreseeable. But at the same time, like the just the suddenness and severity of the drop that's happened now is just very weird. But it's one of those reasons, well, I think behind the scenes, none of us really care. It's like, well, it's nothing. It's obviously nothing we did. Yeah, yeah. Nothing we did has affected this because if if it had been something we did, we'd have seen it in response to mm-hmm. something. It's just a site wide change that is just fucking over ourselves and presumably a bunch of other people. Yeah, like, there's not there's not been a video that we've made that's been like controversial or anything like that, and. We did one last year. Yeah. <laughs> when I told everyone who voted for Donald Trump to go fuck themselves. But we actually got more views because of that. I was going to say, that got... didn't even harm the analytics. So if no, anything, that... making a controversial video would be better for us. It probably would, yeah. It would probably yeah. be better for the channel if I started like just screaming racial slurs or something like that. And that's a really sad way to look at it. It is. Yeah. Where it would probably be better for the analytics because the old adage of any attention, like bad publicity is still publicity. Yeah, any good, uh, like any attention is attention, isn't it? At the end of the day, yeah. like, um, but God, yeah, it's it's really depressing to think. Maybe if you just crammed your videos full of sponsors and said really flippant, controversial things, you'd get more views. Well, that's actually something I've thought. Like, um, that's another one of the ideas that I've had of like because we intentionally turn off like every ad except for one skippable ad at start. I thought has YouTube just decided not to promote videos. That don't have a lot of ads in them, but again, it's difficult because to tell. They that. technically earn less money off our videos than another video with the same that has it. Would yeah, but again, there's no real way to know that. That's only a suspicion that I have. But and then yeah, if you if you like in, if you speculate that and then turn on a bunch of ads and drive away a bunch of viewership, you never know. Like yeah. it's one of those, and it's that thing of like uh, because you can't know for sure, you can't. I don't, I'm not willing to take that risk. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, like, you know, it's site-wide. Like, there are other channels. Like, today I found out it's probably the closest parallel we have to our content, especially now with um, the way that it's run and the way like, like Sam and Whistler has like, you know, become a personality more than a host. Right, yeah. Like Some of their videos are getting less than ours, and they've got like two and a half million subs. 
well, they put out a video every single day. So they've got yeah. all that numbers game. Uh, but mm-hmm. we can't do that because I can't write an article every single day. I but, could, you know, but maybe I won't if be we start getting these random thirty-second clips out that we could start doing just daily videos. Though, we maybe. can easily get one of them out every day, yeah. But that's not something I'm waiting for. Like when everyone's back at the office, yeah. Just like record like a quick one, like on my phone. Like we're all back in the office, yay, done, boom. Mm-hmm. And YouTube's like clearly trying to promote all that stuff because it's all that appears in my um, uh, uh, was it now feed. Well, that was my favourite one of, like, I, um, every now and then, like, not not often, but I might just put, like, a 30-second funny clip out of a stream. And mm-hmm. I did one with, like, uh, four guys not long ago, and noticed, like, the average view time on a 30-second clip was, like, six seconds less than the actual runtime. I'm like, is your time that precious? Like, really? <laughs> really? That's the, vid- that's the video equivalent of people who read ahead on subtitles and then skip. Mm. Join video games, they read ahead of the subs. Like, I ain't got time, I've got it. I, I get the gist of what's going on, I'm just skip. And um, it's weird to me because I get that if that was the analytics on like Twitter where autoplays is just scroll and people like yeah. whatever. But when you have to actively click on the video on YouTube to watch it, and then you're like, no, there's five seconds, I can't I can't do it. I've got to click away now. Yeah, that's why um, if you guys start editing those short clips, do not put an intro in. Don't put any intro because any intro no, is going to no, drop. It's got to be cold have. open, cold cut, like go. Cold, like straight away. Yeah. If we're competing with fucking TikTok, we can't have any downtime. No, you can't. There's no it. downtime. You can't have none of that. Oh, but I've had quite a bit of fun though making them for my personal channel. I like go like trawling through like our old um, uh, like playthroughs and stuff. Like mm-hmm. the Spider-Man one is a goldmine. Yeah, yeah. There I've is a moment. Quite a few Spider-Man clips out. There's like a moment in like one moment in every episode where we just go into photo mode and some criminal is like halfway through getting their face put through like a car windscreen or something like that. And it's like, this is great. Mm-hmm. This is fantastic. Um, it's one of those of like clipping out something is one thing, but maybe it's um, it is a better idea to try and cater to it and like act, actually make a 20, 30 second clip rather than trying to like cut around a conversation to make it make sense if you get what i mean yeah but at the same time i can't wait for youtube to realize that's not a good idea and then six months later created this channel for trying to cater to their current trend it's like oh, yeah it's, we're all about two and a half hour long documentary style video now. <laughs> that's the one like there's no genre on youtube that has ever lasted more than a couple of years no no like think about like playthroughs like we just talked about them like the golden day like the heyday of that kind of content is long oh, yeah. since gone. Long, long. And I know, like, that's something that we're still doing because we enjoy it. Yeah. But it's definitely not the kind of content getting pushed anymore. Because I realised that when, because um, I was a, a subscribed to the Best Friends Play. Mm. Do you know that Fact Fiend has more subscribers than Best Friends Play? Ooh. And think about how massive they were in their heyday. They mm. were, like, on machine When every one of their videos ended up on Machinima, which has since yeah. shut down and had all its videos deleted, yeah. like, it was on the front page of YouTube. And I, just out of curiosity, because, like, their one of their videos kept popping up in my feed, I'm like, well, they've not uploaded a new video in, like, three years. Why well, am I still subscribed to them? And I clicked mm. and went, they have less subscribers than Fact Fiend, and, like, some of their playthroughs were getting, like, 40,000 views. All right. And it's when I looked at that, I went, oh... Yeah, that's like, you know, a pretty good parallel. That's one of the things I've looked at. It's like, yeah, yeah, because they had a similar meteoric rise Mm -hmm. and then a fall where they just like, you know, they settled into their groove, plateaued, and they just dropped. And then they all gave up and went their separate ways and did their own stuff. Yeah, and, you know, fair play to them and keep doing what they're doing, I guess, if they're they're enjoying it. But 
yeah, like, uh, unfortunately, that is the game you play with YouTube of, like, if you don't cater, and just online content creation in general, if you don't cater to what is... Popular, um, on Vogue. What is, yeah, on Vogue, what is on trend at the moment, like, you're just asking to get... Either get shut down completely, or just to drop off and kind of plateau. And, yeah. yeah, and when it gets to that situation, one of the, the only ways to survive is to have so many millions upon millions of subs that... Even when you drop down to like the 10, 5% of your original viewer base, it's still enough to give you advertising revenue or just absolutely sell the fuck out mm-hmm. and just have the most sub, uh, the most like sponsors in everything. Yeah. And I'm curious what the, what's the next trend's going to be. I don't know. Because all the stuff obviously that got me into the YouTube itself is now like, you know, no longer cool. Yeah, yeah. Like everything that got me into, like, you know, gameplay stuff. Like, um, I remember, like, for a brief period, it was all about Guitar Hero videos. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was an even, an even weirder trend of like, that was because like everyone guitar was Guitar Hero, like, expert level, hundred percent accuracy videos yeah. again, like as many or more views as fucking music videos were. Yeah, and movie trailers. Like, you yeah. could not look for a, a song on YouTube without the first suggestion being, "Do you want to see someone play it on Guitar Hero?" Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's one of those of um, like we've we've got both both sides of things, I guess. Of like, yeah, we we do things like the gameplay just because we enjoy doing that, and it's not on trend. But then at mm-hmm. the same time, that's just something we enjoy doing. But then yeah, I, I guess it's be, probably not going to come back. I guess it'd be silly to like just have Fat Fiend and not try to cater it in some way if the views are going down like it would be stupid yeah, to take got... that kind of subscriber base and just be like ah well we've got access to that platform yeah and i've already spoke with you guys about like if it all like shits the bed well we've got access to a recording space and all the money in the fact fiend coffers to burn through mm-hmm. we've got six fucking months to just have some fun yeah. so at that point if we realize okay yeah it's probably not going to go very well fuck it let's just do you know that thing of like you'd get a check do you know the Blink 182 video where they get a check from the recording studio? Like, we've got to spend this. Oh, yeah. In a week. <laughs> That's what it's going to be like. So I'll just like look how much money the channel has and say, okay, this is how much money the channel has. Um, you guys, we can, all, we can split this bit four ways and let's just spend the rest of it. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do with this money? And we'll just have six months of just having a laugh. Yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those of like, we'll see what happens, but yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I'm not too fussed about it. And if anyone is worried the way we're talking, I've been so flippant and nonchalant about it. It's like because there are plans in place to all of us walk away mm-hmm. with um, a decent amount of money. There is, yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess go watch Fat Fiend videos more if you're worried. Please do. <laughs> Please. We need them. See, I can't even do that. I can't even be no. sincere and it's like my job because I've, I'm so tired of it. So I still love doing it, but I'm so tired because I'm one of those people where I moved every year. Uh, I get so bored of just being in the same place. Mm-hmm. I would quit my job and get a new one like every couple of months because I, just, I get so bored when I'm not being challenged. Even if it's some, uh, the challenge is just finding a new space to decorate. Mm. And that's the thing is when it when we are back in person again shortly, hopefully, then that's kind of stuff we could do. We can start challenging you and challenging ourselves again and coming up with cool new stuff to do. But right now, there's kind of very little point when we're all doing this remotely and it's all kind of a, a little bit distanced and a little bit off compared to what it would be at the office. Yeah, mm. 
seems a bit weird. It, they're not weird. It just seems like a bad idea to try and do that when we're going to completely have to overhaul and shift around everything in a couple of weeks anyway. Yeah, exactly. And then presumably three months after that, the country's going to shut for its annual Christmas lockdown. <laughs> Once again, so we have to do that. It's like, oh, got to love it. But it is very fun. Like in that way of, like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know that um, because I'm such a paranoid, tight-ass motherfucker, we don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost as if, like, you've had contingencies in place. It's almost like I'm a good businessman. There we go. It's almost like I'm a good-ass businessman who looks after his mates. But that is all uh, stuff that for the future, stuff we don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like um, the future is very uncertain, and it's for reasons that are entirely out of our control. Yeah. And it's for reasons as well that we can't have explained to us. And no, no, we can't. And I think there's probably a lot of people sitting here going, like, holy shit, like, this is awful and blah, blah, blah. This is probably what a lot of YouTube channels deal with on a behind the scenes semi regular basis. Yeah, behind. I, the scenes. I would say like, at least two, three times a month, like two, three times a year. Mm. This is something that I, you know, probably strikes a lot of YouTube channels. And you can like, see in YouTube channels, like um, one that I can think of off the top of my head that is a really good example is what used to be um, Screw Attack. Of like they were. You mean uh, Death Battle? Yeah, they they are now Death Battle. They literally changed their youtube channel entirely to the point of like catering to that one thing that did well because yeah they tried new and new things over and over again and they consistently saw like numbers going down except for death battle and they're like right then well we have to cater our channel completely differently to what we want to and then people ended up leaving and they've ended up making game attack and stuff like that and you can look at the the stretch that history of screw attack and you know look at the difference between when they started and what they are death battle now yeah and like they they've made so many changes over the years and so many different um like pushes towards different youtube trends and stuff and now like they've had to just go death battle is the only thing that consistently stayed um with exceptional views and the fair play to them they've they've managed to to keep sticking around with that and like still putting out good content with it but yeah, it's just like really funny looking at something like that and going like, yeah, even bigger successful channels have to deal with this shit constantly. Yeah, and then on a macro level, you just have to look at creators where very few creators in online spaces ever last more than a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Even the people like at the very apex of success, like your PewDiePie's, your Markiplier's, um, your KSI's, you look at them, they've generally i think all of them have shifted what they make they still yeah. do like you know stuff and you can just look and they look so tired like, i don't watch any of those people's content but because i'm on the internet i'm aware of it and i see it it's just in my peripheral a lot like you can't go onto reddit or like youtube or something without it being somewhere in your peripheral oh. and they look so fucking tired <laughs> all the time it's like because they've been doing the same thing for this long it's like if you look at um tv shows where they go on for several seasons longer than they probably should have and then it's like you know there's everyone's phoning it in God, like still low there's there is see like shows that go on for too long obviously but it's so frustrating because i've just um sh- like while while jenna's been off and i've been off like just been like yeah. look we should watch glow because like i watched glow like last year while i was ill and really just binged it and then show generate and it ends on like such a frustrating note because they planned season four to be the last season and, and netflix, netflix didn't renew it 
let no they did and then they cancelled it they renewed it and then cancelled it and it's even yeah, worse that, netflix is uh, similar to youtube in that way where they're very cynical in their approach where there's a very telling quote from someone higher up in netflix's um uh like executive branch and they're talking about how yeah um, generally it makes more financial sense with the exception of a couple of shows that are so popular we can't cancel them to cancel a show after the second or third season because around the third season um is when the cast realize that it's popular and can start negotiating for more money mm -hmm. and after the third season um generally you're not going to get new people in you're only going to retain the viewership that you've already gained from fans of that series so it's effectively valueless in that sense yeah and, that's and that happened with netflix making a big push towards i as you say either like two three seasons or the limited season series of stuff yeah and that happened with a show that i liked santa clarita diet which again i think it was three seasons maybe four yeah ended on a cliffhanger it never did. got a fourth season ended on real good cliffhanger and it's like that yes. show was good as well then it's gone yeah and that show only got better as it went along and that, that show was, show so fucking was like good. number one on netflix and they were still like no get rid yeah and that show's fantastic i adored that show it was mm -hmm. so good recommend people watch it even though it ends on a frustrating note because they cancelled it same with glow like they're still great shows but it's so frustrating to watch netflix make those decisions to be like yeah this thing gets a lot of views but we're not getting new people watching it so fuck it let it yeah. die oh man good for nathan fillion he's been involved with two shows like that two he was shows? like fire firefly was very famous firefly, yeah. it canceled, i think it was cancelled to one season despite yes, one, one of the most popular shows and then but then it got a movie. the movie serenity yeah and then Nathan Fillion is in Santa Clarita Diet and he got cancelled again. I'm sure Nathan Fillion's probably been in a lot more than just two shows has. like that that have been cancelled off, yeah. And then you look at stuff that just, it was, this horse was a skeleton. Like people, like the network was playing the xylophone on this horse's skeleton because <laughs> it had been dead for that long. Like, like Big Bang Theory. Oh God, like, yeah. Like 12, 13 fucking seasons of that shit. Yeah, that, that could have ended halfway through. It could have ended after the first season, to well, be fair. Yeah, I mean, it could have done, because not the biggest fan of it anyway, but even if you do like that show, that show went on five seasons too long. Yeah, uh, it's it's one of those things where it's a guilty pleasure of mine, because I, I, do I don't like the characters, I like the actors. I think yeah, the actors yeah. are That's very good at what they do. Mm -hmm. They've just given very bad material. It's yeah, like, like I've got... if you watch any interview with any of the actors and they all seem like, you know, personable people and good good actors and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah, they're all very good actors, so they're given very poor material. And it's why I've got a an appreciation for early two and a half men. Not for anyone here, except for John Cryer, who I hated his character until I realised how good an actor he was. And when I watched him in other things, I went, Oh, I hate the character because John Cryer is a fucking fantastic actor. What character like, is that? Um Alan. To the, the snivelly brother in Two and a Half oh, Men. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And it's like, I hated that character, and it's like, but that's, I hate him because John Cryer is such a good actor. He's, he's played to be hated, yeah. Yeah, and he's at, like just this amazing fucking actor. Like, oh, it's so good. But then, like, I, the show is terrible. And mm -hmm. it's written by the same guy who wrote Big Bang, um, Theory. Two yeah. and a, Big and Bang Theory. I think anything. Um, is it Chuck, Chuck Lorre? Chuck, Chuck Lorre or Chuck Law? I can't remember. It's L O R R E. I've seen it a lot. I've but seen yeah, it a lot, I just don't know how to pronounce it. But anyway, anything he touches has that smack of like two and a half men, Big Bang Theory, of like the really easy, just lowest common denominator kind of writing. And it's like... But it's um, very successful. It is the um, uh, television equivalent of fast food. Yes, yeah. Like, 
Like a season of Big Bang Theory is like ordering fifty nuggets from McDonald's. Which, you know, every now and then we like to have a couple of drinks and do. Yeah, and speaking of like, you know, it's going to Netflix and watching shows um that I'm not really sure are gonna get more seasons or that I didn't you know, I watched and didn't enjoy and um, but still watched anyway. I watched Masters of the Universe. Which is a limited season. Right. Yeah. Did you watch Masters of the Universe, Lucas? No, but I read Down. an article about this a couple of days ago because people okay. are like review bombing and hating on it, right? Yeah, and they're review bombing and hating it because um, it has a woman in it. And you know what? Their, their opinion doesn't matter, but I don't like it because it's just not a fun show. Right. And uh, if you've not watched it, look, this is great. Because I, I thought of a bit we can do here, and it is. Um, are you at all familiar with the Masters of the Universe universe? So I am aware of it tangentially through like pop culture and Osmosis doing like that. Yep. Wiki Weekends and stuff like that. We've brought up bits and pieces. Like, I know of He-Man. I know of okay. She-Ra. Like, Perfect. Know. Okay. So Lucas, with that in mind, who is the main character or the most popular well-known character from the Masters of the Universe universe? I would imagine He-Man. It's He-Man. And who's the second most popular? I would imagine. Well, well She-Ra, but then antagonist, I would say Skeletor. Skeletor. So He-Man and Skeletor. Yeah. Too much popular. Um, the show does not follow the adventures of either He-Man or Skeletor. Yeah. He-Man is a bit player in a season on which he is front and center on the poster. Because if you go look at season, I thought it was called He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. No, it's called Masters of the Universe. Because I thought it was a He-Man show. And it's not. It is a Masters of the Universe show set in the He-Man universe. Mm-hmm. And He-Man, and I was like, I thought, and I was like, oh, I feel so silly when I saw the title. Why would I think He-Man's the main character of this? And then I went and looked at the trailer where He-Man is every single shot of the trailer. And then the poster, which is He-Man doing the He-Man pose. And I went, oh, I can see why people thought that He-Man was going to be the main character of this show when he's fucking literal front and center of every piece of marketing material. Yeah, and that's the thing I've, when I was reading this article, it's, it mentioned like He-Man is in most or all of the episodes, but he's not the the primary focus of the story. He's um, not. And, and that's the thing. It's one of those things of I get both sides of the argument of like, look, I get that people feel lied to because of that shit. Because yeah, he's featured in all the marketing material. He's front and center on the poster. Um, but I also get that maybe like they were trying to cover up like spoilers for it being a plot yeah. twist um, and as you mentioned there are people review bombing it and they're doing that because the main focus is i think several female characters and that works in the show my favorite show the last couple of years is she-ra which yeah, does exactly that rave about that show yeah and that show is fantastic and mm. master of the universe is not and do you know why she-ra works and he-man doesn't in my opinion i'm imagining because they lean into the fun like the it's campiness fun. of it yeah when you think He-Man, you think camp. 100%. You think you like it is pure one hundred percent eighties camp. They didn't intend for it to be at the time, but it is now. Um, and that's I, why like it's like meme worthy and look back on now from a younger generation. Yeah. And like when you see like He-Man giving like the big speeches of like, remember kids, don't do drugs, and it's like so quaint, it's so like just reminiscent of a in like a more innocent time. Yeah. Um, like in terms of like media. And I read a bunch of interviews with Kevin Smith, who like wrote and produced a bunch of the show episodes. And he talks about how I really want it to be reminiscent. I want it to be reminiscent of the earlier shows and appeal to fans of that show, but also bring in a new audience. Mm-hmm. And that's when I found myself thinking, well, if you're going to do that, 
surely the best way to anchor this universe is to use the most popular well-known character from it i would i would have assumed so and that's probably why along with the name um i just assumed this was like a reboot of he-man no i could i thought as you did that it was a reboot of he-man masters of the universe but it turned out it's just masters of the universe yeah, and the problem with Masters of the Universe is is that the universe is fucking awful. The universe <laughs> is so boring. Fair. Because it was literally a marketing tool to sell toys to children. As and there's a great... Were, yeah. yeah, and there's a really great episode of The Toys That Made Us on, on He-Man where they talk about how by the end of the production run of the toys, which were running concurrently with the show, the writers for the show were getting really pissed off with how many random crap characters they were adding in mm. for the toy line that they had to write into episodes and some of those characters who the original creators of the show like we fucking hate these these are all like stupid characters no one likes they put them in are they instead like, of a new focus of the show yeah oh god and it's and it's just the way i describe it as i'm watching it is like it's charmless there is no charm to anything none of the characters are likable there's no fun the mm. only time it's ever fun is when he-man's on screen because he makes dumb puns like he's from the 80s. And then other characters in the episodes will lampshade those things that he's saying for being stupid. It's like, no, they're fun. This is a fun show. It's a cartoon for children. So it's not only, like, not doing He-Man, it's taking the piss out of old He-Man. It's trying to take the story too seriously. It's like when you watch Michael Bay. Do you know the Michael Bay Transformers? Yes. And they take the source material way too seriously. And, it's and they're like, trying oh, to... dark, dour story and universe and characters. It's like... It's a bright, colourful, campy 80s cartoon that was meant to sell toys to kids. Yeah, it's okay to lean into how silly it is. That's okay. People like that. There's a reason people are nostalgic for it and they have warm memories of it. It's because they it, that show made them feel good mm-hmm. when it was on because it was made in this very specific way. And just while I'm watching it, I'm not having any fun. I'm and Because I've got no nostalgia for any character on screen except for He-Man. It is I, I don't care about anyone's character. Not uh, Look, they, the premise of focusing on all the characters, fine, whatever. But the fact that you can sit there and say, like, the Masters of the Universe show isn't fun, I thought that yeah. was kind of the entire point of, like, let's bring back the silly, campy, fun, 80s, like, kind of style. And, and the trailer did that. It. Yeah. Because the trailer plays, like, um, I Need a Hero. Right, and it and it shows like just like it shows like Battle Cat and He Man doing that. I have the power, and he's like firing rainbows out of his sword. You think, oh, this is just gonna be it's like it's gonna be dumb campy action. And then mm-hmm. I read an interview with them where like the animation studio, uh, what's your main influence for this anime? We want the fight scenes to look like anime. And then I watched the fight scene. It's not anime, <laughs> but at the same time, I thought maybe that could work because I went back after I'd watched some of the I watched because it's a five episode miniseries. I went, Am I just being too elitist here, or do these fight scenes just look really bad and stilted? Mm. And I went back and I watched like a couple episodes of Avatar, and then I thought to myself, well, Avatar's not fair, because Avatar's a fucking masterpiece. Mm. It's not fair to judge the fight scenes in anything with the fight scenes in Avatar, even though Avatar had like, you know, 20 fucking episodes per season. Yeah. And this has got five, and it's got Netflix behind it, and it's got like the most bombastic voice cast in history. I mean, whatever, you know what? I'll go look at a fight scene from what's another show with a bombastic voice cast, and like a bit of limit season, Invincible. Let's go watch a fight scene in Invincible. Oh, this looks really good. What's another one? What about Shira? What are the fight scenes look like that? These are incredible. Mm. So fluid. Just, like, look great. Go what? 
And I think the way it's set up is when, like, you see a sword get knocked out of someone's hand, the sword goes, like, you can see it's got, like, two frames of animation as it flicks through the air. And it's like, oh, come on, it doesn't look, there's no fluidity to this combat. It looks so stiff and stilted, and then all the characters are boring, and they don't talk, and they don't have fun, and there's no puns. And, that's and they're one. treating the story like it's fucking Shakespeare. Yeah, like, that. I, I totally understand what you mean, because I had the kind of opposite experience where... I, for the first time, like, this year, watched um, Cowboy Bebop. And, like, to clarify, very much like the show. I don't I don't think, like, when I've watched, like, modern anime as well and have that perspective that it's the greatest anime of all time, like many people say, but it's very, very good and it's um, very enjoyable. But I watched the animation and saw how fluid it was and was like, holy crap, the level of, like, detail and animation in this from something in the mid 90s like yeah. 25 years ago and it's like that's the word fluid yeah like, there's the, oh it's so i'm smooth. not skilled enough at like breaking this sort of thing down and i've not watched enough of it to know what the problem is but you, you're looking it just looks stiff mm-hmm. and like i said i went and i watched just while i was sat there on netflix scrolling and went, well, well there's a bunch of stuff recommended in the bottom i'll watch some episodes of she-ra and she-ra like the animation that is no there's some episodes where it doesn't look great mm-hmm. but you know for the fight they put the money where it's needed in the fight scenes. And then yeah. I thought, well, I've got a crunchy roll for a bit. I watched like an episode of My Hero Academia. I thought, well, again, it's not really fair to compare that to like the most popular anime in the world with a bunch of money behind it. Let's go watch the first season. I went, no, they still put the money in the fight scenes. The fight scenes still look good. What about, like, you know, some random crap on just Netflix? Just some, like, old, again, some old anime. I'll, I'll flick through some old shit from the 80s and stuff. Yeah, it all, it all looks good. Like, but, where did the money go? It's like, oh, the voice cast. Again, then, like, I think something quite comparable... Um, is she Well, oh, I wish it just looked like she She was awesome. I wasn't even going to say she I was going to say another animated mm. limited time Netflix series. Castlevania. Castlevania. And look Which at looks the incredible. In Castlevania. Why does it look like that? It's like, oh, man. And as you say, yeah, the budget has clearly gone in the voice cast and like things like having Kevin Smith as one of the producers or at the helm or whatever his role is. And yeah, getting all those big names in is probably where a lot of the money went. But. But do you know what I'd rather prefer? I'd rather prefer the show to look better and have it be fun. Because I'll tell you now, for like, we and my girlfriend, we watched She-Ra. We had a massive smile on our face in every fucking scene of that show because it's just fun. Mm-hmm. It's just the characters have fun and they poke fun at, and they poke fun at the universe itself. Like when She-Ra becomes She-Ra. Someone asks her, why do you walk around as She-Ra? She's like, well, She-Ra's got better hair. <laughs> Because she's like eight foot tall with blonde hair. It's yeah. like, she's got better hair. And they have like, there's a character in it called Bo. And his outfit is a redesign of like his bad outfit from the 80s, where he has his midriff showing at all times. And they have a, like, a running gag is that he always has to have his midriff showing. And they have like an episode where it's like, oh, they're going to a fair. Not a fair, a, a, a fate. And it's like a party of all the different kingdoms. Um. And he walks in in his suit. And he's wearing a cummerbund. And everyone looks at him and goes... And then he takes the cummerbund off and exposes his midriff. And we're like, ah, there we go. Or it's like another episode where he's like trying to reach for something. He goes, can't quite reach. And then he looks down, he pulls off part of his ass to expose his midriff. And then he can reach a bit further. It's like little things like that. I mean, they're, it's self-aware enough. But it's, it makes sense that they are. Because this is being made by people who were fans of the original. Mm-hmm. And it's been watched by people like myself. who have not, They're not really too familiar with the universe. But, you know, I'm here for a good time. And then fans of it will get those little jokes. Yeah. And then I watched He-Man. And it's just, it takes itself so seriously. 
And yeah. the only character who doesn't is barely in it, and it's He-Man. And that's really sad to hear because, like... I was really looking forward to when I saw that trailer and I heard, we need a hero. Well, I, I was hoping for fans of He-Man and for people watching that it would be that old camp, like, fun, just ridiculousness. But the fact that I saw people review bombing it, I... I know because it has a woman in it, yeah. because of the woman being a main character, yeah. Like, and that's I one of the reasons. That's why I've spent twenty minutes explaining my reasons for not liking mm-hmm. it because I don't like it for that. Right, I love the show Shira because it's fucking good and it's well written. And the universe, even though it is silly, they treat it as if it's silly. They let you know that we're in on it too. We know this universe is silly. Just join us for the ride. And like, I imagine just a lot of the jokes of like the kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We know like kind of jokes and it doesn't sound like he-man's at all also that thing as well of like it has a eclectic voice cast but the problem with he-man is like lucas what does skeletor sound like tell me what skeletor sounds like yeah yeah and who else sounds like that I don't nobody know. Who, whose voice do you hear when you hear skeletor oh skeletor yeah you yeah. hear skeletor yeah. Like, that's the noise you that is skeletor mm-hmm and do you know the guy who does the voice of Skeletor? He's still alive. I remember you mentioned this, like they didn't He's... get Skeletor back, did they? No, Skeletor's still alive, but they get Mark Hamill to do Skeletor. Mm-hmm. And do you know who Skeletor sounds like now? He sounds like the Joker. He sounds like Mark Hamill. Right, yeah. And you can hear, when you hear Skeletor speak, I go, that's a good Skeletor, but that's Mark Hamill. Yeah. I just hear Mark Hamill. And like that thing is, Mark Hamill is a fantastic voice actor, but... A lot of the time, with it the sounds like Mark he Hamill. does. Like, you can hear that twang of Mark Hamill. Yeah, you know it's him. Yeah. It's the same with like all the other voice casting. They're all really good, but they're all celebrities. So I hear their voice. It's like when you watch like um, uh, the difference between watching a Pixar movie and a DreamWorks movie, where a DreamWorks movie just gets celebrities in to sell it. Like, do you watch like Despicable Me? their own voice. And then, but Pixar, like, they do get a couple of celebrities in, but they, you know, something like Monsters Inc., where mm. John Goodman is just talking like John Goodman, but you hear him as Sully. Yeah, and I don't know how to describe it, but it just it feels like when I watch Sully, I hear Sully, and when I see Mike was I don't hear Billy Crystal, I hear Mike Wazowski. Well, when but I when I last night watched The Big Lebowski, I didn't sit there and go, "Oh, it's look, it's Sully." Like I obviously watched it in the past and know who John Goodman mm-hmm. is, but like I don't sit watching Monsters Inc. going, "That's John Goodman." I don't sit watching John Goodman going, "That's Sully." No, and there's just, and I'm not sure what it is they do. Maybe like he probably does do something with his voice, and the voice direction for Pixar is probably really fucking good. Mm-hmm. But yeah. when I was sat there watching Masters of the Universe, and just like I, I just hear the celebrities' voices each time. Yeah, with the exception of the guy who plays Skeletor, who's in the show in the first episode, he has a cameo, and they kill his character. So they brought in the guy who does the voice of Skeletor, give him a cameo, and then kill his character. And like, gave just Skeletor let him do the voice. Else. Just let him do the voice. Make Mark Hamill voice the fucking cameo character. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, and that's, I know that's a really petty thing. Of like, yeah, I know you can let someone else like pick up the mantle, but when the person they're letting pick up the mantle is already an acclaimed, famous, successful voice actor, it's not like you're giving a newbie a chance. Mm. You're just handing it off to someone who's got more money. Like Mark Hamill's more successful than the original dude who does the voice. Yeah, and I get that. Then that is just a power, like the power of celebrity and the power of names, like bringing people in. But at the same time, like Skeletor, I'm not watching that is... show for Mark Hamill. I'm watching it for Skeletor. Skeletor's voice is so iconic. Iconic, yeah. It's there's a great bit like where they're talking about like again in that um, uh, Toys That Made Us episode where they have an interview with that dude, or maybe it's the, there's a 
making of documentary about He-Man as well. So oh, really? I get these two things mixed up in my mind. But they talk about it and they say when Alan, I think it's Alan Oppenheimer came in and he did the voice, they originally expected him to do like a growling monster voice. Right. And he just opened his mouth and the Wah! came out of his yeah. mouth and they were like, that's fucking, that, that's Skeletor. And I they will talk say that about right it. then. You did sound a bit like Waluigi. You were like Wah! a little bit. I, I can't do the skeleton. <laughs> yeah, of course, voice. we can't. Yeah. yeah, we can't. That guy can, and he's still alive. But they talk about how when he made that noise and he told that voice, went that Skeletor, and they have a entire five minute section of other voice actors talking about how that Skeletor now it's fucking genius. He did something with the character we never expected, and they get to Mark Hamill, and he just does growly monster voice. But then, like, in the same, in, like, I will argue as well that, that this is not specifically something to do with like the the actors involved. Because like, if they rebooted Batman the animated series, like the nineties Batman, and they didn't bring back Mark Hamill, I'd still be pissed. Like, yeah, because that Joker voice is iconic. Yeah, and there have been other people who voice Skeletor, but they've never been as good. Mm -hmm. And I just don't get why, when the guy's still alive, and he's in the show, they've got him in the recording stuff, just get him to do the Skeletor voice. That's just get him to do it. it. A lot of the time when things like that happen, it's a oh, well, he had a falling out with the production company, and they've... Um, oh, he's too old. They, or they're too old, and they, they can't do the voice, and... Yeah, but he still does it. ...behind the scenes. But no, it's a guy willing to come back, could do the voice still... Like oh, every every single like box has been checked, but they didn't get him in. And it's one of those things when you look at it, and then you read interviews with Kevin Smith. And he talks about, I really want to pay homage to the original. And then why didn't you let Skeletor be in it? Because <laughs> I would have watched it if it was just dumb fucking like similar like shit. I just I want to see these characters in this universe having fun. I want it to be like you know, you're playing with action figures. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to take this universe seriously because the people who take this stuff too seriously are the people who are fucking review bombing it. Yeah. And I get the feeling that Kevin Smith, he, he treats it like it's high art. Mm -hmm. And that might be his problem. Because have you ever seen that really embarrassing tweet from him where he's talking about Avengers? Maybe. But I can't think off the top of my head. I can't remember about it specifically. Yeah, so in a similar in a similar way, um, like Avengers and all Marvel movies, yeah, mm -hmm. they are dumb fun. They're not high art, are they? They're, they're popcorn flicks. So like, yeah. And some of them are fantastic films, and they are great popcorn flicks, but they are popcorn flicks. Yeah, uh, there is this really, really embarrassing tweet from Kevin Smith where Joe and ha uh, Cap catches Milner. Yeah. You know that shot? Do you remember it all that well? Do you, do you remember oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. of that scene? That's, that's a fantastic scene, yeah. But do you, do you remember like the colour grading of that scene? Uh, not colour grading specifically. That's like I know it's, it's all, very muted kind of colours. It's all brown. Cats yeah. in America's like his outfit. You can barely tell that it's blue, red, white, and blue. Mm -hmm. uh, Kevin Smith took that screenshot, and I, I'll, I'll find the tweet now because it reads like someone. Uh, it reads like someone from like film theory, not a professional movie maker. Right. So, um, like, for a moment, Luke, so I try and find this. That's the thing is when you say it like film theory it's like yeah they aren't professional filmmakers and they will admit that themselves it's not a dunk on film theory but kevin smith is like a director writer or producer like he is a professional like successful filmmaker yeah do you know what i'm actually gonna do now i'm just i'm just gonna send you the tweet okay should i just would it be funny like, i want you to read it out lucas and i want you to try and pretend no i want you to try and read it out as um uh, as Simply as you can. How do you share a um, tweet? Is there a way? I see it here. There Copy is a share link. thing. Uh, I, I can just copy the link to a tweet. Still had the um, the puppy poop 
room for picture like up and full screened when I yeah, tell so Luke over to Discord. So I, what I want you to do now, Luke, is I want you to just read out the tweet. Oh now. God, it does. It starts with the word religions, Carl. Oh. Yeah, and I want everyone to like just think this is Kevin Smith tweeting about the picture of Captain America holding Mjolnir in his hand. A scene from a film where a drunken, overweight god of, like, you know, thunder, an alcoholic man in a war crime suit, and a man who's been buffed up by, like, Nazi steroids from World War II go beat up a purple alien from the future. Just read out the tweet, Lucas. Okay, okay. Uh, so it's like, you know, at that Kevin Smith, religions have been founded on the Bible, resulting in millions of people deriving inspiration and moral strength from amazing stories about fantastic feats of faith. Hundreds of years from now, our descendants will find divine inspiration from the story of Cap wielding Mjolnir. And doesn't that more than anything just give you a glimpse into what he thinks about like comics and that kind of entertainment where he legitimately thinks it's high art? Like, he is comparing it to the founding of a new religion. Yeah, he's comparing, like, just all religions, I guess, in in their scope and their impact on culture as a whole, to the 22nd Marvel movie. And I think that's just emblematic of his approach to this sort of thing, where he probably thinks the same thing about He-Man. Where he's like, no, He-Man is so important to some people, we have to treat this with reverence and respect. It's like, you can just make fun of it. Yeah. It's very silly. It was designed to sell toys. And look at the legacy that it has online now. People make fun of He-Man and love He-Man it's, for that it's reason. It's memes. It's memes. Yeah. Like, it's my okay first that real that. exposure to He-Man, other than maybe when I was a kid and I don't remember it, is, is that video there? All hey, of the memes. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's all those like out of context clips exactly. of him like, um, uh, like putting chains back together because yeah. he's He-Man. Or the theme song. Or the theme song, yeah. And... Which they don't play. You that's know like, what? that's when you know. You know what, Carl? I need to mention this. Space Jam 2 does not include the Space Jam song. Well, it's worthless, isn't it? Come okay. on, Slam, and welcome to the jam. Where is that in Space Jam 2? Like, I haven't even watched it because fuck that movie. Fuck that advert. Yeah. That 90 minute, two hour advert, whatever the fuck it is. But come on and slam and welcome to the jam call. Where is it? Yeah. And that's the thing. It's just, you don't have to take these things so seriously. And no. that's, I feel like he does because he feels like, and in a way, it actually makes like the the grounding that these things stand on seem weaker. Because it's mm. almost like you don't want them to be criticised. You don't want people to poke fun at them. Which makes them say, well, they can't stand on their own as art. Like, you know, sometimes art can just be for entertainment. Mm-hmm. And like, like someone... that is, that okay. is beyond rose-tinted glasses that you're looking at He-Man going, oh, well, it's high art that can't be criticised kind of viewpoint. Not saying that's exactly how he's putting it out there, but he is treating it, it with a reverence and respect that it probably that it, does not deserve. That it doesn't deserve and is... If anything, it does a disservice to the content because you're treating it so seriously that it's no longer fun. It was a marketing campaign for toys. Yeah, and it's like uh, when we've talked, whenever we talk about Transformers, I think we had a Transformers Wiki weekend mm-hmm. where I keep saying, "Oh, look at how much story is given to this this giant truck 
I legitimately got complaints from people in like emails and stuff telling me um, the like you need to stop just referring to Optimus Prime as just a truck because his story it's like I get it you like Transformers but it was a thing to sell toys it's okay if people don't treat it seriously that's okay it's okay for things just to be entertainment well it's like when they reboot Power Rangers and they took that uh, shit just at so, such face value and I'm like why it's so much less fun so when you treat it like dumb. like I go back and rewatch the 90s Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie not the new one because the 90s one just camps it up so fucking much and doesn't care it knew what it was it knew what it was and it knew what its audience was and yep. it didn't try to be anything more than that yeah exactly and that's and I'm why not I saying have that. like I don't I don't think that the great movies I don't think the good movies I think they were obviously necessary to get the reboots that happen but like those Joel Schumacher Joel Schumacher is it they the films the Batman movies yeah well they're, they're, they're top tier they are awful in a great similar way of just they yeah they were full-on like bad bad movies don't get me wrong but when you go back and watch them in the vein of the they're mindset so of just campy Batman silliness it is fun yeah they're so so fun to watch the bat nipples are stupid but fuck it it's but, a comic book and as well they are aware of it because they have it like you know front and center like the movie is aware of how silly these things are it's aware of how inherently silly the idea of a man dressing like a bat is like you can have the the chris nolan take on it and i love the chris nolan trilogy but you can also have a comic book stupid batman wearing hockey ice skates like pulling out a bat card and being like, yeah, it and Even the bad. Christopher Nola ones still had some funny stuff in there. Like, you had the Morgan Freeman bit of like, so you're trying to tell me the richest man in the world goes around dressed like a bat and you're trying to blackmail him? Like, goes around as a bat beating up criminals on a whim and you're going to blackmail him, yeah. They still that. have those moments of levity and those moments of, like, looking at us. We know. Mm-hmm. We know we're making a stupid movie in here. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. It's a comic book. But, like, you know, and it's... I compare it, like, compare the Marvel movies to the X-Men movies, mm. where the X-Men movies try to treat the source material so fucking seriously, mm-hmm. and they even have a line in the first X-Men movie where Wolverine's like, is this my costume? What were you expecting? Yellow spandex? It's a, yes, not? I was! I was expecting yellow spandex! Why the fuck not? And then you fast forward to, like, you know, ten movies down in that series, and they're wearing the yellow spandex. It's like, it's almost like they realised they saw Marvel movies succeeding, embracing the campiness and the fun stuff, mm-hmm. and the elements of the characters that they've got in their world uh, that people enjoy, and leaned into it and found success doing that. Yeah, and you look at the difference between, like, Phase 1 Marvel and Marvel Now, of like there was that bit of leaning in and that bit of edging out with phase one marvel where they're like we want to treat it with a bit of seriousness a bit of groundedness and now they're like fuck it open the gates because they just look at like you know four one and two compared to like thor now yeah exactly you look look at thor one and he talks like um he's in a shakespeare movie like they make fun of the way he talks in avengers Mm -hmm. and now he's going to be in like an 80s inspired like fucking heavy metal movie and he's wearing like fucking aviator shades and wielding stormbreaker <laughs> and this is like a heavy metal soundtrack and it's like yeah that's awesome yeah it is god like you know what these things they can just be fun yeah 100%. and i don't think like kevin smith can do that i think that he he, he respects them too much to poke fun at them right. which makes them see it makes them seem to like it's almost like someone who's like they like do you know, people really like anime and they will never hear a bad word against it. 
and it means that all discussions of it are either praising it or talking about how good it is. It's like, well, now the discussion's kind of boring. It's one-sided. Yeah. It is, yeah. And uh, I kind of roll my eyes at that that kind of person as soon as you mention, like, oh, you know the, the person that takes anime too seriously? Like, oh, I don't want to have yeah. a conversation with that person. Or people who say, like, you know, just comic book movies too seriously. Yeah. Same, yeah. Like they, every time you try and have like a silly discussion of like, oh, like you point out a plot hole, well, it makes sense if you know. It's like, oh god, it's like you can like something and still think that some bits of it are silly or that there's plot holes in it. Like we wouldn't be talking about it if we didn't like the thing. And um, someone in my chat just mentioned like the uh, the Sam Raimi Spider Man movies as well, and like the first one, fucking top tier, like the first top the first fucking two, tier, just being so just campy and comic. But... That's what. Like, like that's what you want yeah like when you have that like brief snippet of like you know just the the vignettes of the people on the street and you have someone singing the original spider-man theme song mm-hmm. and you have it and it's just it's just a little moment where it's there it's like, and you know what that's for that's for you that's for the people who like this mm-hmm. that's that's just a little bit that's a that's a knowing nod to you the audience who like that original like dumb silly te- like cartoon yeah and it's okay if you liked that you get your reference too yeah exactly and I imagine if you when they booted up in Sam Raimi's Spider Man and he's making his outfit, and then like someone walks in and tells him like, "What are you making it red and blue?" No, tactical black all the way. Well, I mean, let's like, not talk it... about Night Monkey. But that's the thing is like that's the difference, isn't it? Because Marvel put that black Spidey suit in Far From Home. No, Far From Home, yeah, because the next one's like No Way Home. Yes. Um, the the in Far From Home put like the black tactical Spidey suit in, but then it's like, oh, I don't want to wear this. Why am I wearing a black suit? And like, oh, I look as Night Monkey as Night Monkey, and like they poke fun at that kind of stuff. Can you imagine though, if like no, the same executives who like very clearly sat over the shoulders of the people making the first X Men movie, where I think they did want to put in the original costumes at first, and they got told no. Mm, I think so. Like, yeah. They did they did early screen tests with the original costumes. Mm-hmm. And they were told they don't look good. Audiences won't like it. Can you imagine if they were what sat on the shoulders of the people making Spider-Man when he makes his costume? Or like the Green Goblin. Oh, and you have yeah. Willem Dafoe just swanning around like a dickhead in the green. Like, no, it doesn't look cool <laughs> enough. And even then, there were still some elements of that where like, they made it a military thing. Mm-hmm. And they could have very easily made that like a just tactical, boring-ass suit like they did in the fucking reboot. <laughs> and it looks terrible. Yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it? You've got different levels of campiness and stupidness and embracing comic books in different ways well in like the current Spider-Man trilogy and the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy to various degrees of success. Yeah. Then you look at Amazing Spider-Man and it went too hard in on seriousness. and take... Because it came out after the Nolan trilogy and like, well, people like how realistic Batman is. Like, well, Batman doesn't have spider powers. His rose gallery is ninjas mm-hmm. and people who punch things. Spider-Man's rose gallery is a man trapped in a rhino suit. Yeah, but they had to make it the big mechanical rhino suit that a man sits inside of. Or they had to, um, just with like Electro, they had to just make him a man made out of electricity rather than a guy in a green and yellow spandex suit with like electric pointy bits on his head and just shooting the... Uh, yeah, I love it. Like they, 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 they straddle. They try to have their cake and eat it too in regards to their designs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's one of the things. Like it's for, for me, it's, it's very difficult to pinpoint 
issues with that, but that's one of them. If you look at the, just the costume designs of the filmmakers had no faith that audiences would like the original, but the, like you fucking put the actual Mysterio on outfit in Far From Home, and people loved it. Yeah, and they do you know what they've got you a fishbowl still... head on it, and people are losing their shit because it looks so cool. Because they thought about okay, so how do we give him the fishbowl, but like you know, still have it in universe? I don't even know why he'd wear it. Mm-hmm. And they do, and it's fucking great. Yeah, it is. And that's why I like, it's like they could have so easily fucked up those Raimi movies yeah. if they gave um, uh, the Green Goblin costume. They could have made that look so much more stupid. And I believe there are early versions of that costume that look fucking awful. Ah, uh, right, yeah. Uh, because they took the goggles out because they wanted to see Willem Dafoe's face. Well, and that's how they had to do it constantly, isn't it, if those movies were... Because they couldn't emote Spider-Man's eyes, for example. That's why Spider-Man's constantly getting his face mask torn... So you can see his face, yeah. Because you can't... Like, you don't want your main character to not be showing emotion. But it works. It works if you've got a good actor and you believe in the source material. Mm-hmm. It's like... Uh, I like... A good example is like The Mandalorian. Where... Yeah. If you've got a main character who barely speaks and never takes a helmet off and you still know... By the end of that first season, feeling. I still gave a crap about them. Yeah. And you can do the same thing with, like, superheroes. But I remember there was early stuff like the Green Goblin costume... Where it wasn't that they put holes in it, they made it a rubber mask. Right. And they were going to say that he muted. Do you ever see like the rubber mask with like eyeballs and stuff like that? And it was just too weird. And it had like motors in it so he could emote. And like, and I think it was Sam Raimi or something like that to point out. Well, Willem Dafoe is a great actor. If you even if you put him in a plastic mask, he'll still be able to emote and act because he's a good actor. Just let him act. Let him do his fucking job. And all you can need is that like, little hole in his mask where you can see You don't mouth. even need that. You don't need to see his mouth at all. You just need to see his mannerisms. Yeah. He's great. I love it so much. Fucking chew on that scenery, Willem. Do it. Just gnaw on it. Gnaw on that scenery in that fucking Green Goblin costume. I love that like, green. Out, am I? He's so good. He's like, those movies are so fucking fun. And I, every now and again, I just rewatch them and it's like, yeah. And then you just like cry out about but do you ever have um, uh, the desire to rewatch Amazing Spider-Man? Ever? Because it's it's not fun, is it? It's just it's just it browbeats you into just like you know just an emotional stupor and like cool. Yeah. I feel the same way about um, uh, He-Man. Fair. Where it's not fun, it's not campy. None of the characters are likable. I have no nostalgia for it because the one thing I've been nostalgic for is not in it. And I feel bad because I people who have the same thoughts as me are going to be lumped in with all those weirdos online who hate it because there's a woman in it. Yeah, yeah. And the thing because the woman character in it is really fun because they have Evelyn, who's a character who's not really explored in much of the original He-Man stuff. It's like I would love to see her and like you know Skeletor's interact. I would love to see more interaction between these two characters who have fun. But no. Nope. Oh well. So Lucas, ah, anything to plug? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll. Just- do my usual like round of plugs i guess of like um you know you can find this and my gaming content on like youtube legend of canto i'm on twitch yes. at legend of canto um and then i guess just like on twitter legend of canto canto legend underscore canto Carl. legend um i forgot it's been two weeks and then yeah you can just like also send questions over to Carl's Corner QA at gmail.com for the uh, QA yeah. episodes that we do. And we'll get around to doing another one of those, um, uh, no doubt, at some point in the future mm-hmm. when enough of those questions filter in. So um, that'll be linked below. And for mine, just Google at Carl Smallwood. You'll find something that I make that you can go watch and it all 
you know, adds to the um, the online persona that I've built and will no doubt result in me making money at some point if I can ever figure out a way to monetize um, the fame and audience that I have.